Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Well, hello there, D-Aliens. This is Kevin Wall, the fill-in executive producer for the DA Show this week. We made it to Friday. Hallelujah. Great target demo Friday. Great sound check. Pete the Body Bilotti is back. Great Caserta on updates. It was a fun show. A great way to wrap up a summer Friday. Here is the best of. Sit back, listen, and enjoy. A happy Thursday. A thirsty Thursday. The Mothership Reconnects welcomes you four hours of solar sports keg stands live from the CBS Sports Radio studios in a city that I can't say. Heard on affiliates nationwide and north of the border on the free Odyssey app, the CBS Sports app. On Sirius XM Sports Channel 158, from Anchorage to Atlanta, Minneapolis to St. Paul, Kalamazoo and Waterloo, we are on the air. They listening, D.A., everything we saying, D.A., everything. Obviously, anything could happen over the next four hours, but folks, we've made it. We have landed the mothership safely. There might be a dent or a scratch or a broken computer chip motherboard somewhere thruster might be down maybe we left a new employee on a different solar system i don't know all of the details but the finish line is in sight we have come through the stratosphere we have returned to earth's orbit and we'll soon be splashing down in water somewhere a boat will pick us up take us back to texas or florida for debriefing but for us When it comes to summer scheduling, summer calendars, we're basically done. Today is the last day of this entire week of DA being off doing God knows what. I think he was smoking salmon yesterday. He is off next Friday, but that just doesn't feel like it counts. This is the end of the heavy lifting. This is the end of weeks at a time of no DA or no cap or no me or no Bilotti. It's not the end of a no no Sean, but... The calendar is basically about to flip to fall. There are Makes real the hair silky and smooth. There Stop are at me, Swan. real football games in this country and in Ireland over the weekend. We are just about done with the NFL preseason. And when we get to Monday's show, it's almost going to be a full cast of characters. You'll be able to watch Monday's show on top of listening to it. DA will be here. I'll do my regular job. I think Pete's going to be here. And we'll have another pretend Sean in that seat on Monday. So we've made it. We've made it. Now the sad part is summer's ending, but we have survived this summer of mayhem, I think, up until these remaining four hours. It is me once again, Andrew Bogish, in for DA, looking once again, as I have all week long, at producer extraordinaire Kevin Wall. As it should be on a summer Friday, Greg Caserta returns for headlines. We've had a Caserta, we've had two Schwartz, we had a boil on Monday, If anyone deserves the Friday gig, it is the asset. Reconfirmed as the asset, 
This is one of our poll questions earlier this week. So he is here in all his glory. Hubba hubba. And speaking of all his glory, the man who just hit that drop, the man who hits all the drops, all the best drops, all the perfectly timed, perfectly referenced, hilarious drops, he has returned. <laughs> Pete, the body, Bilotti, <laughs> is in the building. Come on, man. Non-compulsive gambler. Not the guy heckling golfers last weekend in Chicago about I just bets don't like him. on the 18th green. The man, the myth, the legend. He's our commander. Is he? The head of the interview process. You <laughs> want to be Sean, you go through Pete. You want to be Ryan Botcher, you go through Pete. You want to work here in Sorry. any capacity, you go through Pete. And today this show goes through Pete. Aye. Welcome back, my friend. How Hello. are you? You look tan. Did you not go away this these last couple of days? Oh, I was just outside a lot. Okay. You look you look good. Thank you. You're still grumpy. You're still you, so I don't think any, you know the edge was not taken off while oh, you were away. I haven't had my tea yet. Oh, okay. This is pre-tea, Bilotti. It's pre-tea. That's a new character. Correct. Your thoughts on doing a Pete versus today? <laughs> uh, yeah, we could probably uh, scream at somebody. I mean, my assumption is without being here for five days, five show days, you've worked up enough material that you've got to be mad at somebody that you can yell at. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, we could yell at somebody today. Right. Okay, good. Because you've been yelling in our group chat this whole week, and for the, the really the entirety of the group chat's existence. i got to remind myself who I was yelling <laughs> I mean, everybody. Everything. Every, I, I mentioned one on the air where Sean was doing us a favor, and you were still mad that the favor wasn't good enough when he gave us the, the coupon for Sunday ticket. And your spot, we, me and Dave were like, oh, that's cool, thanks. And you said, great. Now I only need to pay 800 bucks for I'm it. I'm not wrong. <laughs> I mean, a little bit you're wrong. It's still expensive, but it's not $800. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, it, it might be. Save it for Pete Versus. Just save it for Pete Versus. Okay. And congratulations. I don't know if you ever found the clip, but I gave you a lot of credit. You got Ken Williams and Rick Hahn fired. That's right. In Chicago. Now, uh, we should have a just like a like a, like a uh, discussion about how I should be the GM of the White Sox. Well, see, here's the pitfall that a lot of people encounter when they gain the power that you now have. You want to go further. You want more power. Yes. But sometimes you go too far too fast. I think we should just settle now on the fact that you got two guys, because as I said a few days ago, people have been recommending their dismissal for years, and Jerry Reinsdorf never listened. You said it, and they were out. That's right. Take that win and enjoy it. Okay. All right. I'll put it right in the back pocket. Enjoy it. Don't ask to replace them and then maybe have to you know, be hamstrung by a incompetent older owner, and then you look bad as well. Sit here, be the victor, be the guy that got them out, and just take that victory. What, Tony LaRusso wasn't hired yet? I think he is back as a consultant, he right? I saw that, yes. Of course he is. And it's a weird thing because there's a lot of stuff going on with Tony, but all of a sudden, Tony looks really old. There's a picture this week where now he's got white hair, it's thinning out. He and aged like 20 years. He's got that hair color. Yeah, but I mean, like, within the last, I don't know, eight months, all of a sudden, he's now, looks like he's 90. He, his hair was basically painted when he was the <laughs> manager of the White Sox. I mean, we, we saw this. So, I mean, when you stopped the Just for Men for about a week, you, you, you the, turn into what you really look like. The bottom drops out. <laughs> right, that's it. It's all over. Uh, we'll do plenty of baseball this morning. There's so much more to figure out on Shohei Otani. Um, 
did a deep dive into the history of second Tommy John surgeries, and it's not good. Uh, very different opinions on exactly what Otani's price tag now is as a free agent this winter, so we will tackle that this morning. We've got updates on Trey Lance, maybe Jonathan Taylor. We've got Steven Strasburg retiring at 35, basically never pitching after getting a huge deal from the Washington Nationals. It's never good when a career is overcome by injuries like it has for Strasburg, who at times was as good as anybody, uh, but it's been a long time since he's been even on the mound, let alone good or bad. Two NFL preseason games last night. And our good buddy, my good buddy, Matt Hamilton, makes his debut on the show. You might know Matt from Good Morning Football, NFL Network, stuff like that. He's now at FanDuel, part of the Up and Adam show in particular. He's on the show, 840 Eastern this morning. And, of course, it's a Friday. It's a Target Demo Friday. And today's meme is already in our possession. Our buddy, him, her, it, whatever. We thought we had a clue this week on the identity. We did not. But DA Show Quotes has created the meme it's a good one, and I think I've told the story on the air. If not, I'm telling it again this morning. My personal connection to the theme of the meme, and you know the deal by now. We'll post it at CBS Sports Radio, at Andrew Bogish. When you see it, respond how you're listening, where you're listening, and eventually people have a clever third thing that you'll need to answer under that Target Demo Friday meme. But we begin this morning in Ann Arbor. The week began with Michigan self-imposing a three-game suspension for head coach Jim Harbaugh for some uh, multiple minor NCA infractions and then the head coach apparently lying about said infractions. The suspension was apparently to show how seriously Michigan is taking this and maybe trying to lessen a future blow from said NCAA. But then yesterday, Coach Harbaugh flexed on the whole situation. It's where we begin. It's your cold opens. They just help us win in every way, on the field, off the field, through perseverance, character, and mostly love. Um, it's Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And it's been that, that kind, of, uh, a kind of a team. <laughs> It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. That Oprah clip, P.S., is now 19 years old. You get a car, you get a car, you get a car. When it comes to Michigan football, do you get a game, you get a game, you get a half, you get a half, you get a game. I don't know any other way to look at this than Jim Harbaugh putting up at least one, if not both, middle fingers of this entire situation. Maybe he's showing off the deep talent base he's got in his coaching staff. And you heard him from December after the Big Ten title game talking about just how deep his roster is, his coaching staff is. And he's showing off that depth with yesterday's announcement. But to me, it just reads as these games don't matter. That's why I'm sitting them out. We can win them no matter who's in charge. So whatever, deal with it. Because here's what Michigan is going to do when this season begins and Harbaugh misses the first three games of the season. Four different assistant coaches will serve as the head coach over those three games. Because remember, Jim can work during the week. He can do all the prep work. He can be there Sunday through Friday. He just can't be at the games. So they just need to make guys in charge on game day. So for their opener against East Carolina, Defensive coordinator Jesse Minter gets the nod. Against UNLV, we're splitting up the game. Special teams coordinator Jay Harbaugh handles the first half, and then Michigan running back legend, current running back coach Mike Hart gets the second. And then against Bowling Green, offensive coordinator Sharon Moore will run the Wolverines while Coach Harbaugh is not there. I don't know how else to take that than as a joke then showing how unimportant all of this is, how easy it will be to win those three games, that the suspension, Jimmy doesn't care one bit about it. You want to tack on two or three more games in 2024, so be it. Maybe I'll be in the NFL by now. But if this was a thing, if this was serious, if this was something that mattered, my guess is one of those four guys would just always be in charge. But instead, we're going to handle this like it's spring training, split squad coaching, and just, you go here, you go there, I'll take that first half, you got the second. This is remarkable. And the whole point of the three-game suspension, self-imposing, was to show that they were taking this seriously, that they understood the gravity of the situation. The NCAA had gone as far as saying, stop with the cheeseburger jokes. Some of them are funny, but this is not about Harbaugh buying a cheeseburger for recruits. This is about illegal contact, illegal visits, illegal coaching moves with non-coaches doing on-field stuff and then the real haymaker is Harbaugh lying hiding the truth whatever the description actually is that's the real cardinal sin in all of this it's not just about free cheeseburgers for high school football players so Michigan trying to get a little bit ahead of this 
because that four-game negotiated suspension died on the vine. So let's give him three now. Maybe it's the first three games of next year as well. We're trying to be serious. We're trying to be adults here. And then Jim Harbaugh's plan, it's clearly his plan, is I got four different guys that can do this job. So we're going to split up those three games and have some fun putting those guys in charge. It's a flex. It could be just the cockiness of I've got four future head coaches on my staff or it's these games don't matter, so we're going to have some fun and give everybody a turn to be a head coach and wear the big boy khakis. Either way, I don't think this is the message Michigan was hoping to send this week to the NCAA, trying to keep as much punishment away from their head coach. But I I guess you kind of got to love the guy, right? He's always him. He's always consistent. This is why his act can wear thin sometimes and why people either love or hate him. But here he is, and it was a two-paragraph statement. The first paragraph laid out the plan. The second paragraph was a quote from Harbaugh, and that's it. And we've got four different guys coaching the three games he'll be suspended for when the regular season begins for Michigan in just a couple of days. And with that, we're off and running on this Target Demo Friday, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We had the Colts and Eagles, and we had the Falcons and the Steelers last night in NFL preseason action. It is always hard to figure out exactly what any of those things mean, but it means something that the Steelers' first-string offense got five drives this summer, and they scored five touchdowns. Kenny Pickett. Pickens, Johnson, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, some tight ends. Matt Canada is finally letting people be good and creative on offense, running things for the Steelers. They live in the AFC North. Just how good actually are they? That is one of our topics this morning. Plus, again, Otani. And, oh, by the way, Giannis. Yeah, I might stay here in Milwaukee. I'd love to play for one team my entire career, but before I sign my next contract, I got to make sure the rest of you guys want to be as good as I want to be. And if not, maybe I'll go somewhere else. That must have been fun to read yesterday for Bucks fans. That's on the menu this morning as well. But up next, it, of course, is Soundcheck, your best audio of the day. We get to that Steeler offense. We also get to the Mike McDaniel translating machine and John Lynch on Trey Lance. All of that's next on the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. Before Soundcheck, the best audio of the day, um, I've got a new segment called Sight Check, the worst visuals of the day. How about me walking out of the studio after that first break? And what do I encounter? Peter Schwartz, who's working down the hall this morning in a Joe Klecko jersey, sitting in his desk chair, having makeup plastered onto his face by our good friend Allie. Who, pour on his body? Whatever she gets paid to be here in the morning to do makeup for the TV portion of the morning show down the hall. It's not enough if she's got to make Schwartz TV ready. None of us are handsome. The makeup does none of us any favors. But Schwartz in a Klecko jersey with his like chin up and his eyes closed waiting for foundation to be applied <laughs> is just not a thing I needed to see ever. 
That's when you know it's a summer Friday. <laughs> I mean, get get us all out of here. Get us all out of here. It's like making uh, Emerald Lagasse a Calvin Klein model. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> should get every bonus there is. And she a, should and, get and Monday off. Pin. <laughs> Isn't it so good that Pete's back? Sound check begins with Steelers' Ooh, yeah. second year QB, Kenny Pickett. Feeling good? Two more drives, two more touchdowns last night in Atlanta. Solidifying the preseason and finishing strong. Um, going out there and, and putting points on the board is really, you know, our goal. Um, went two for two with touchdowns, so that's that's always a good sign. We'll do more on this throughout the morning, but it has to be somewhat a good sign, some optimism in the Steelers being 5-for-5 as a first-string offense. Now, last night, they played their first-string offense. The Falcons did not play their first-string defense, and vice versa. The Steelers played that half like a tune-up for the regular season. The Falcons protected most people, so the Steeler lines were having their way with guys, but to me, even early on, year two, new parts, wondering how the play calling is going to be. The fact that they didn't mess up, the fact that they had matchups and took advantage of them, that's a good sign for me for this Steeler offense. How about Mike McDaniel down in Miami, the Dolphins head coach? They have been linked to Josh Jacobs quickly this week. They, of course, have been linked to Jonathan Taylor. They did not get Dalvin Cook. He's now a jab. Here's McDaniel trying to discuss the Taylor Dolphin trade rumors. Here's the thing with the with, with reports. Um, first of all, uh, you know, I think my two and a half year old daughter just tweeted a report. Credence that. Uh, like, um, as far as that goes, it seems like uh, every player in the National Football League um, is coming to the Dolphins because I feel like that's kind of on trend. Me, I've said this before, I'm not going to speak about other players. I mean, how how many times do I have to explain, like, Chris Greer's job is to work. He works at it a lot um, and keeps me abreast when they're real. Generally, when things are, are real, um, I don't have questions about them. There's been a kind of a consistent pattern where we've talked about all sorts of players um, so reports, whatever, that, that's kind of the, the, it seems like the, the noise that, um, is, is, is around the business. Uh, huh? 45 seconds of listening to that intently. And then Bilotti just goes in my ear. This guy sucks. What has yeah. he won? I mean, ridiculous. <laughs> I got to hear this. I don't even know what that was. There was not one sentence started and finished in all of that thing. It's just thought here, thought here, going down left, joke, clever, whatever. He's all over the place. Bill Parcells is doing that. I read this quote, these quotes yesterday, and I don't know how somebody transcribed them. I wouldn't know where to put commas and periods and start a new sentence because it's never a finished thought. I'd rather take the Belichick than that. They move on. We're on to Cincinnati. Yep, I'd rather take that. He said now, you get a sound bite out of it. At least McDaniel at times has some good jokes, some clever stuff. There's almost a trade-off, but like day to day, man. Just it, give it, me a little more it's clarity. So bad. And I was telling you before the show, who is worse at press conferences? Mike McDaniel 
or Andy Reid. Andy Reid's been doing this for 25 years with yeah. press conferences, and he still can't put a freaking sentence together. Still sounds like a walrus. You know who's also bad? Steph Curry. Trying to cut up and make sense and, like, get a Steph Curry thought that's not 29 seconds is hard. He talks slow. Big gaps between words. His mind can wander. You can't just get him to tell you 11 seconds of why the Warriors won last night. Well, it's the same thing with Brian Cashman. After 29 minutes, I think you get, can get one cut because the guy keeps endless amount of dribble. And, and it's all in one sentence. I, I, it's, it's a remarkable thing to do. Last but not least, here's Niners GM John Lynch, the man that may or may not trade Trey Lance in the coming days. That's probably the most likely option is that he's here. If we could find a landing spot for Trey that is, you know, is a really good one for him and, you know, works for our organization, that's not something we, we turn a blind eye to. But that's not where our focus is right now. That's kind of where we're at. Yeah, there's there's viable options for all players. But right now, Trey's a part of our team, and we're going to move forward with that in mind. That was John Lynch on KNBR saying... The likely scenario now is that Trey Lance stays and we pay him $9 million to be QB3. Translation, we haven't got enough good offers just yet. But um, my phone is ready to go. Let's listen. Because they have four quarterbacks on their roster right now. And as much as anybody in the NFL, they're going to want to have that new third guy to be ultra protected. So they've got Brock Purdy. They've got Sam Darnold. And then Brandon Allen is on that roster as well. Now, he has not played much in the preseason, but he could be your third QB, the ultimate security blanket. You don't need Trey Lance just from a numbers game. You also don't need to pay that much money to your third string, hopefully never plays quarterback. So it's only likely that he stays because John Lynch hasn't gotten a good phone call just yet. But that phone call should come. I said this this morning. I'll take the Trey Lance gamble. Obviously, the price tag matters, but the idea of adding Trey Lance, seeing what he can do behind the scenes this year, and then maybe having him be my guy next year, there are certain teams where that makes a lot of sense. I think two teams right off the bat that you think of, the Minnesota Vikings and the Denver Broncos. Because if Russell Wilson does not work out, boom, you can put Trey Lance in, you got nothing to lose. And then Kirk Cousins, yeah, he's getting paid a lot of money right now. But I think we're at the end of him in Minnesota. Minnesota for sure. We talked about the Rams briefly yesterday too. I don't know about the Broncos because I just don't know. Because I, I understand completely the idea of what's after Russ. But it's hard for me to think that that Russ would be that bad again this year. That they'd make a move after this year away from him. Now, that being said... Jerry Judy got hurt yesterday, and that's three fairly top targets. That's the number one. But then Tim Patrick and K.J. Hamler are off the roster, off the field right now, too. So I don't know who Russ is throwing to to at least try to get back to some form of being good Russell Wilson. So I don't I don't know about Denver, but if again, if, if you're anybody else that isn't sure who your quarterback is going to be two or three years from now, you have to call John Lynch. I think you can even make an argument for, the, for New England. Although I keep seeing a lot of people breaking down Mac Jones' preseason tape, air quotes, and telling you how much Bill O'Brien's already helped him. 
So I don't I don't think they're done on Mac Jones either. They're not they're they're not as far down the road as say the Vikings and the Rams might be in thinking about who their quarterback is next year. I don't think the Patriots are having that thought yet. I think that they're still and they plus they still have flirt with Bailey Zappi. I don't think they need a third person in there to try to figure out if they can be a starting quarterback. They don't need a third question to answer. And they've had a lot of question marks already, yeah. you know, at quarterback. Exactly. Well, there was a question earlier this week of should Greg Caserta come to work? <laughs> he smartly said, not today, I'll be there tomorrow. And then he was there, and it was fantastic. We spent a lot of time wondering, because one of the things you missed, Pete, there are people in the Caserta <laughs> circle of trust, family, friends, partners, who thought that the asset, the moniker, the label, the character was beneath him. There was maybe time to move on from that. So we put it up for a vote, a non-binding vote, and I think by a you know a, a three-quarters margin, the audience said we cannot get rid of the asset. It was b- beneath him. Yeah. Well, I, what's the what's the alternative? Well, like that that to be more. I don't know. You want to describe it while you're here, asset? Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Um, h- how do I explain it? Well, it was it was told to me again, revisiting something that Andrew and I talked about on Wednesday that. People in my inner circle said that it was beneath me now that the running joke of the quote unquote asset, um, I I was taking shots that I didn't have to take and that I could move on because I'm above it. I'm better than that. But I don't know if I totally agree with that. I don't know if I'm above it and that I'm better than that. So we left it to a vote and the audience overwhelmingly said we got to keep the asset. So I, I think for now it stays. It's just not as blatant as it used to be. You don't know how you could have so many gimmicks with the asset. You know, so many things we could do with the the, the moniker, the asset. Would you manage me? You. Would you be my Paul Heyman? I would. Okay, that's enough to keep me around. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the nicest thing anyone's ever asked of Pete. Yeah. You've been waiting for that question, right? I ha- yeah, I've been <laughs> waiting for uh, someone to put under my tutelage. In a wrestling... Correct. Yeah. I love it. And, again, non-binding, but America spoke this week Mm -hmm. and said, keep the asset. Now, you promised to wear one of your asset t-shirts. I I didn't. And you didn't. And both of them were folded and in my dresser drawer. They were available. They were both on the table, but... You need more merchandise, more merch. Yeah, I was thinking... Like, I actually did have designs for, like, a baseball cap. Like, if I could partner with one of those companies that makes merchandise and have my own line of stuff. You could have... You could have that has been thought about. You could have asset. You could have a logo. Yeah. There was a, there was a design that was done with a headset and a baseball diamond. <laughs> um, there were some rough drafts that were... That were I said we need them more, and then AB disagreed with me. He's like, two two shirts are enough. Well, he doesn't need to have more than two shirts. <laughs> right. But if we wanted to put asset merchandise on DA's website, that makes sense. America should have shirts. Agreed. But Greg doesn't need a rainbow variety of the asset t-shirts. He's got two of them. That's <laughs> yeah, good that's for him. For but if you want to sell all six primary colors, different sizes, tank tops, long sleeve, short sleeve, Away we go. And I put I would put the first the first three letters in big font and then the rest in small. Mm. Yeah. <laughs>
My my father texted me yesterday and said, you'll always be an asshat to me. <laughs> and I said, no, 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 I think you heard it wrong. He goes, no, 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 I heard it right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not one of those guys. Everybody knows somebody that is all in on money-making schemes. Like every angle they take is, oh, dude, this could be huge. When this blows up, this thing could be I'm huge. You'll never I'm not see me one coming. of those guys. I am not one of those guys. I am just happy showing up being told the time and a place and getting my paycheck. But I had dreams of this becoming like Pitching Ninja. Right. Pitching Ninja started as a goof, and now it's a, a big thing online. It's got a huge imprint on I have Instagram. a T-shirt. You have a T-shirt. Yeah. I have been looking at T-shirts, but they don't have the one I want in stock. So I look at the asset as partnering with one of those companies, not me personally, but the brand itself and having it become its own clothing line. I see a lot of monetization here. Mm -hmm. In fact, I just thought of a new segment based off of oh boy. your dad. You know, we've got Champ or Chump. We've got um, Guy Thing or oh. Not Guy Thing. We could do Asset or Asshat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ass or Asset. <laughs> right? like I, that. I like that. And that's just the beginning. That's yeah. a day one thought. Yeah, we're not even, we're just workshopping uh, this right now. We could do that today. Do you want to do that at 920? 920 is open. I would forego Pete versus. Oh, that I might make people angry. It. That's already making me angry. Build up ass versus <laughs> ass sets. It's a Friday morning. I'm telling you. You're just money. the punch. Yeah. It's a Target demo Friday. The meme will come out to start hour number two. Uh, I think all of us are actually, oh, maybe Pete's not in the meme this week. I have to go back and double check. Thanks, Cap. But no, it's <laughs> not Cap. It's DA Show Quotes. Yeah, not Cap. Thanks, DA Show Quotes. Because you weren't here all week. Let me let me pull it back up. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, wait. No, is that? I can't tell. There's so many Easter eggs. I see me. I see Web Boyle. I see Wall. I see Botcher. I see Caserta. I see Schwartz. Web and Yama. Wait, I'm in on this? You are? I, I think that's, uh, think that's you. And then I see... Uh, Where am I? Shawnee's there. Oh, and then oh. there's even more. Do we have a Billy Jock alone? I got... This is something. This might set the record for plants. What is this on? Oh, we haven't put it out yet. Oh, beautiful. Then there's a, a, a tiny little black... Because it's partly about um, the search for the DA Show Quotes identity. And I mentioned that we have one of those like police murder investigation like tack boards up where there's all pictures and thumbtacks and strings connecting. So there's one of those in here too. And there's a lot of pictures. Cool. People that might, I guess, be the person that transcribes the show on Twitter. This is amazing. It'll be at top of the hour. And then you'll tell us where you're listening, how you're listening, and Tell Pete things he missed this week. Pete doesn't like to not be here. I notice it. So things that stand stood out to you this week in particular that you want Pete to know about, put that in your Target Demo Friday meme response when it comes out at the top of the hour. But right now, headlines, and here is the asset. <laughs> Can I ask one question? Of course. Um, from no. DA Show Quotes, because I was writing my update, and as you know, I don't like to be distracted, so I wasn't listening to the first... Let's say 20 minutes of the so show. So that's the Schwartz method you're employing this oh, morning. 100%. Okay. Um, Minus the smell. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a second smell reference. Uh, yeah. At least you're being, uh, you're taking veiled shots. I'm just speaking the truth. <laughs> 
What was Pete referencing when he said this guy sucks? Mike McDaniel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Agreed. Thank you. Yeah, good job. You were right on that one. Guy hasn't won anything yet, but we're talking talking like he's Lombardi. Yeah, Enough. He's, he gets glowing reviews for how he uh, deals with the players. I will, players. Disagree. I will disagree with DA on this until he wins something. No argument here, pal. Thank you. Fly, Eagles, fly, go, Colts, go. I don't know if that's their saying, but Jim Irsay's team came away with a 27-13 win over the Eagles to wrap up their preseason. And all eyes were on Anthony Richardson, who led Indianapolis to the win on the road. I did uh, see a couple of missed throws from me, uh, a couple of drops from the team, but that's just all with, with reps and uh, preparation, you know, going into the season. You know, we, we're going to continue to build, build on it, you know, keep taking shots because we like to play aggressive, we like to play fast, so just keep taking shots. You know, just try to find ways to click on all cylinders and, and just connect with each other, you know, so we can have this offense being explosive. Fourth overall pick, 6 of 17, 78 yards through the air, added a team-high 38 on the ground. Even flapped his wings, much to the chagrin of the defending NFC champs, who sat most of their starters. Colts head coach Shane Steichen offered his thoughts on Richardson. And that's one of his talents, you know, to you create those big plays outside the pocket. I think he had 38 rushing yards, but the scramble plays when guys are, you know, coming free on blitzes, obviously we got to look at those and get those things picked up better. But uh, just his ability to create, you know, outside the pocket is definitely going to help us. 53-man rosters must be finalized by Tuesday. And Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni so callously said, quote, it's not as hard on me as the guys getting that news. So whenever you hear about coaches like, ah, you know, it's a tough business and there's, like we've talked about, people, families, human emotions, doesn't seem like Nick Sirianni really cares that much. So he's good. He's, I'm going to have a fun I'm, weekend. I'm chilling. The guys yep. fretting their existence hang in there. Yeah, I always, I'll be at the beach. I used to love that on Hard Knocks. Like you would see guys that make the team, and then you see coaches getting emotional. And hey, we're going to let you go. We're going to place you on waivers. Here's the process. Yeah, if you need anything, stay in touch. Nick Sirianni goes, eh, best yep. of luck to you. Peace out. One other game last night, Bogues. The Steelers squashed the Falcons 24-0. Kenny Pickett, a perfect 4-for-4 four for, for 86 yards. It's proof that, you know, all the work that we put in, you know, paid off and, and we had a good preseason. Um, but obviously now it counts, so now we got to get, you know, our, our attention to San Fran and, and focus on those guys and, and start getting into some game prep stuff. Pittsburgh, a perfect 3-0 and to wrap up the preseason. Speaking of the Niners, they will play the final of three preseason games tonight. They're in Santa Clara, and we talked about this on last Friday's show. You referenced it before, the 49ers' monumental mistake of trading all those picks for Trey Lance. Hall of Fame quarterback Steve Young joined our pal Zach Gelb and offered some of his thoughts. Trey had not grabbed the hearts, and I don't know how to say this, of the team where, like, it's not necessarily an emotional thing. It's more like how he performed and how he needs to be to kind of claim not the hearts it's to cl- it's put a stake in the ground or um, you know on the top of Everest like you know like this is my space he had yet to do that and I think that's what he needed to do to get that backup job was to perform in a way that that gave him the confidence like he was missing some easy routes and it was all this, you could feel him kind of get down on himself and and the team responds to that and they don't that's not what they're looking for and so he was growing well apparently not enough and uh we I think we're playing some John Lynch sound a little bit later. How Already did. Already played the Lynch sound. So I don't want to repeat that, but there's John Lynch sound. There's more quotes from Steve Young, so we could play those throughout the morning. 
Elsewhere in the NFC West, the Cardinals teardown continued throughout the day. Quarterback Joshua Dobbs in a seventh-round pick going to the desert from the Browns in exchange for a fifth-rounder. Earlier in the day, the Cards sent former first-round pick Isaiah Simmons to the Giants for a seventh-round pick and also sent offensive tackle Josh Jones and a 2024 seventh-rounder to the Texans in exchange for a fifth-round pick. So a lot of picks on the move. Dobbs now will compete with Colt McCoy for the starting job while Kyler Murray continues his ACL rehab. Colt McCoy is still hanging around like a weed in your garden. And this is my favorite soundbite from yesterday, Jerry Jones, on the maturation of Cowboys defensive end Sam Williams. Well, uh, first of all, I'm saying that he is, as, which is more often the case than not, uh, this sh- sounds a little hollow, but he does and is... Uh, maturing uh, and he is uh, the uh, uh, what was he going 66 was he going 66 miles an hour last year no this year <laughs> so he's 34 miles an hour less than this year than he was last year 98 66 so that's improvement always fun to, always fun to make jokes in light of things that have happened on the road Henry Ruggs comes to mind Williams taken into custody on Sunday, booked on charges of possession of a controlled substance and unlawful carrying of a weapon. Old Jer was referencing December's arrest warrant for reckless driving when Williams crashed his Corvette into another car while driving 98. Has anybody apologized for that yet? I mean, I don't imagine Jerry gives a you-know-what, but like even the adults around him, maybe they didn't understand what he was doing. They but, were laughing. But why are you laughing I at that? Know. He's making a joke about a guy driving a deadly weapon like an idiot around town. Not once where everybody can go, all right, I made one bad decision. Mm -hmm. This guy's made, I think, three now. He's been in trouble three different times for driving. And that's the thing Jerry came up with yesterday. He's maturing because he's now cut the speeding down by 30 MPHs. That was Mad Dog-esque. Maturing. That guy, man. But again... If you root for a team that plays the Cowboys, you need to root for Jerry to live forever. Oh, yeah. Because they'll never win while he's around. What I admire the most about him and a lot of those guys is they just don't even hide it anymore. Like, they don't even attempt to shroud how (laughs) scummy they are. Like, they're just out in the open. It's an amazing cover. Nobody calls him on it. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's kind of our fault. Like, we pick and choose, like, who we hold accountable differently Mm -hmm. and... Again, we're giggling at him making a joke about a guy's, again, reckless driving offense. His number, his second one. Unbelievable. Uh, Let's get some deeper thoughts on those NFL preseason games last night. Anthony Richardson, um, very confident in a preseason game in Philly, flapping his wings at Eagles fans. That's next on the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to the DA on this Friday morning, a summer fry DA, our second to last one of those here in 2023. Sad, but also happy to have normal crew all back together for long stretches of time, kind of, because I keep forgetting uh, that we need a new Sean still, and that at some point soon Pete disappears for a big chunk of time as well. So it feels like Monday is the beginning of something, but not necessarily. But at least DA will be back on Monday. Kaplan will be back on Monday so you can watch us and or listen to us on Monday. Be our normal fools. But for today, one more day of me and Kevin Wall. A Friday appearance from the asset, Greg Caserta. And the triumphant return of Pete the Body Bilotti. Petey Pockets, 
PD Pockets is back. I would love a cheeseburger as well. Now, Pete again called this excursion a wraparound weekend because he was off last Friday. I disagree with that determination. A wraparound weekend is Monday and Friday off. It's like a four-day weekend. It's a wraparound vacation. You can't be off on Friday and then be off four more days the following week and call it a wraparound weekend. All right, relax. You're off for a week. It's cool. It's a wraparound vacation. Wraparound what? Friday. No. Everyone usually takes a Monday to Friday. I took Friday to Thursday. So you took an alternate route, but well, it's not an, it's not a wrap around a weekend. Wrap around the it's a wrapped around a weekend. As far as I know, that saying comes from baseball to describe a series, a four game series that was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, because it wrapped around the weekend. They shouldn't be describing anything because they they decided to now have games on Sunday this season for some reason, which makes no sense. Uh, so uh, I'm not going to take any cues from baseball right now. Okay. Uh, baseball later this hour, the retirement of Steven Strasburg. Next hour, the elbow injury of Shohei Otani. There is plenty of football to do. There is also soccer. Uh, as we speak right now, the sleazy guy in charge of the Spanish Soccer Federation, Luis Rubiales, and... I'm not sure that's the right way to pronounce his last name. I don't care because I don't think he deserves my effort to figure that out. Uh, But he is defending himself still for what he did on the stage in front of all the world's cameras after Spain won the Women's World Cup last weekend when he grabbed and kissed Jenny Hermoso on the stage and then joked about marrying her on social media video shortly thereafter. It's been a long week. There has been some defense of him. There has been mostly strong condemnation of him. Uh, And he is apparently stepping down today from his job because of the correct negative backlash to his actions. Uh, But he has given one almost correct printed statement when he has talked this week a few days ago on the radio and now today behind a microphone. He just continues to say dumb things that prove why what he did on Sunday sucked so much and why we can not allow that behavior to continue. So we'll get to him in our final hour. Matt Hamilton of FanDuel TV. Up and Adams is on the show, I believe it is for sure. His show debut, 840 Eastern, here on the DA show on this Friday. It is a Target Demo Friday. I sent the group the meme. I don't know if it's been posted just yet, but when it goes up, you're going to tell us how you're listening, where you're listening, as always. And we want to create a running list of things Pete missed on his wraparound weekend. So anything you think that was noteworthy that happened that Pete should know about moving forward for references, for drops, for sheer entertainment, like, as I mentioned to him, on air, off air, more than one of the Schwartz issues this week, stuff like that. Another good one might be that Ryan Botcher is half a ghost, and there are conspiracy theories abounding of the true identity of Ryan Botcher. Now, I'll point out again on that front that Pete's here today and Ryan's not. It's been a long time since they were in the same room at the same time. Just putting it out there. The interview. There's plenty of me and concern with the conspiracy theories uh, on side B of the PGP this week, which has been out since Wednesday at all the usual places. <laughs> Hour two begins in the NBA. NBA contracts are funny things. 
because as we've discussed with James Harden and Damian Lillard, they're not necessarily the most binding documents. You might sign one one day and the next day you're saying, why did I do that? This place sucks. Get me out of here. There's also this weird non-dramatic trade request, unhappy player, selfish player. There's just a normal calendar and kind of chain of events when it comes to MB's contracts that at this point you become eligible for that. Now you can sign this. Giannis, you know him in Milwaukee, maybe the best player on the planet. He's about to enter year three of a five-year, $228 million deal in Milwaukee. So he's basically right in the middle of this monstrous $228 million contract. And because of the way the NBA works, as of September, this September, like in a couple of days, he's eligible to sign an extension to that deal that would be roughly three years and $173 million. I don't know why all of a sudden he becomes eligible for that this quickly, but that's what happens in a couple of days, which is why in an interview with the New York Times, he's asked about his pending future in Milwaukee. And Giannis, I would assume, sent some shivers down some spines in Wisconsin and the greater Milwaukee area when he told the Times that uh, I'm going to need some assurances before I sign anything. I'm signing nothing now. He said this time next year makes more sense for everybody. Numbers are different. It's a whole other season. See how he is doing physically, what this year might be for him But the bottom line is, he goes, not now, and more importantly, I need promises. I need assurances from this organization. I need to see the proof that we are going back towards a championship. Giannis Antetokounmpo. They've got one of them, thanks to Giannis. He wants more. They just changed away from Mike Budenholzer after their first-round playoff exit. But that was the biggest and kind of the only major change they did. They re-signed whichever Lopez plays for them. They re-signed Chris Middleton. They're still on the older edge of things roster-wise. And, you know, depending on where Damian Lillard goes, they might not even begin the bet the season as the best team in the Eastern Conference in most people's minds. Giannis said, I know what I do. I sacrifice time with my family and my friends to be the best player I can be to win championships. I need to know that everybody else around here is doing that. I don't think that's just an innocent statement. I don't think that's just a blanket statement about the way he does his business. I think that's a statement of, I'm not sure anymore what's going on around me because Brooke Lopez is old and Chris Middleton is old and Drew Holiday is not young. And I don't know who the next great teammate's going to be around me. I don't know if I'm going to like Adrian Griffin as the head coach. Clearly, they were over Mike Budenholzer, so I understand the change there. But Giannis wants answers. Giannis wants promises. And the need for that information is the headline of these comments from yesterday for Giannis. He did say the one caveat is that it does matter to him to play his entire career for one team. Having already won in Milwaukee, he understands what that means to the organization, to the community, what it felt like, and he wants to feel that again. And the NBA has, you know, whether it's been Kobe or Dirk. It's a thing in the NBA where guys play their entire careers in one spot. As much as we have guys moving around and Harden, Durant, Kyrie, LeBron, they get the headlines, they get the heat for that kind of stuff. There, you know, there also have been some guys less of this type, less than the guys that move around that much. I just heard a crash in the studio and then Pete looked up. Are we okay? Yes, we're good. Again, I'm easily distracted. It felt like the ceiling was collapsing on us.
And no, no, nothing. This, we're on. safe. I can just keep talking about Giannis. Yes, if there was, we wouldn't be told. That's true too. We would just know by the rubble around us. <laughs> right. And then and everybody out of the building. We'd probably be asked to continue to keep working. Fires everywhere, yeah. We can't get Chris Moore's ISDN lineup just yet. Can you do one more segment? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, there's asbestos falling on us, and I can see live electrical wires. I think I my, notice it. I think my right leg is pinned underneath the roof, but yeah, no, I can stay. Sports. I got a Giannis hot takes to type. Sorry about that, Billy. Got a little sore throat working. We're going to have a sore throat from inhaling all the debris of the collapsed ceiling in, in, our, in this building. <laughs> So back to Giannis, opening up the door to not being a buck. I don't know the timeline on this. I don't know when it might be time where Giannis could go. Instead of signing an extension, maybe you want to trade me. Obviously, he has three more seasons, including the coming one on his current deal, but you can be moved at any time. I don't know how unhappy he is, but I think there's got to be some unhappiness in that statement. I don't... if. He knew the information he needed to sign long-term. He would just sign long-term. But he put the Bucks on notice yesterday. And the rest of the NBA's ears certainly perked up and started looking around. And I saw a bunch of different Photoshop pictures of Giannis playing with different people. I saw one in Golden State alongside Steph Curry in the new version of the Warriors. It'd be a fascinating thing if we got Giannis available. And even, uh, I think Gerald Brown mentioned this yesterday at the end of our chat, Sirius XM NBA Radio. He was on the show uh, and talking about the uncertainty in Philadelphia and where Lillard goes. And I, I think he mentioned, you know, some question marks about exactly how long Giannis might want to be in Milwaukee. Milwaukee's a great city, but it's cold. It ain't Miami. It ain't Texas. It's not California. He wouldn't be the first person to go, I, you know, change of scenery is not that bad. And Giannis in the next year or two available on the market, that'd be fun to figure out. Who would pay what, where he'd want to go, what new super team would be forming without, you know, still a top three, top five player in the NBA. But this is now, detective milkshakes can begin to just follow the Giannis beat. Don't need to be there 24-7. Don't need stakeouts. But eyes and ears open. Look for breadcrumbs. See if the Bucks make other moves. Especially at this trade deadline or the end of the year. Do they start looking around? They've already changed their head coach. When do they, the roster doing they can change next? And do we start seeing them doing things to placate Giannis? Seeing Giannis's fingerprints on what he thinks should happen on that roster around him to give him the best chance. Giannis Atacumumbo. When I'm not feeling too good, there are days where, right, you're just kind of down. I think those are my go-to drops because we've got a lot of them. We've got presidents. We have radio legends. We have NBA legends. We have coworkers. And they never let me down. They never let me down. I thought the coupon. Nope. Not even a little bit. Giannis Rumbo. That's the way you have to do it. There's two. It's kind of like with the cereal. There's only one way to do it. Cereal, then milk. You've got, to me, two options with Giannis. I've chosen option A, which is just never say his last name. 
He's fine as Giannis. We don't know who he's talking about, who we're talking about. You don't need his last name. If you're going to say his last name, you got to do it the way Stacey King Giannis, out of Rumbo. Not even close to reality, roll an R, create new sounds, put an umlauts in there. You just have fun with it. You know you're not getting it right. Out of Rumbo. Like you make it the Copacabana style. You just throw Rumbo. it out there. Yep, that's all you do. The one thing you can't do, there's another rule, there's a second rule in Korean this morning. You can't still be saying Giannis. You just can't. Giannis Atentacuampo. Now, the Tiki one is old, but there's an Evan Roberts one in there that I think is a little fresher, and and he still goes, I, I think... Giannis Atentacuampo. Right. It's okay if you never know how to say Atentacuampo. I think that's how you do it. It's okay if you never get a handle on that. But if you're still calling him Giannis... You probably also put the milk in the bowl first when you have your cereal. Giannis under bowl. Yes, exactly, exactly. That's how you do it. Uh, Giannis enter the cupo. Yeah, Brian. Uh, I just went. Giannis enter to quo unpo unpo bowl. The best part of that one though is the end is is how you say it. Enter to quo unpo. Because Mike knows all. Mike Francesa. And he takes two quo on Paul. Is how and then say. he was just known as the Varik. Yeah. You know. But after that. The long version of that clip, which I have in one of my folders, is completely butchering it. And then he goes, because he's the know it all, is how you say it. That's Giannis. It. Nope. I don't even know. You know, this it's a hard name to do, isn't it? And to two quo on Paul. Is his, is his actual name. It's not. Is <laughs> <laughs> his actual name. Mm, or not. It's okay. Uh, the Target Demo Friday meme will be up here momentarily. It is a picture of me and Wall looking sharp. Botcher. I'm Andrew Bogish. As Turtle. Boyle. As, I can't think of his name all of a sudden. His name's not, what's his name? What's the brother's name in Entourage? It just went out of my head. What is his name? And it's blanking on me too. It's not like, now I- You come off as a beta? You come off as a loser? um, Yeah, that's where I am right now. Is it Johnny? Yeah, Johnny Johnny Drama. Drama. Wow, thank God. Johnny Drama. So it's it's Entourage. Hard hat guys. That is the theme, the overall theme of the meme. As per DA show quotes. I'm Vince. Kevin, you are Kevin O'Connell's character. Why I can't think of his name either. Mr. Sloan. That's all I care about. You said I look good. That's all that matters. You right? do. You do. I look good. I look handsome. Turtle. I don't look like uncooked chicken. No, you're Fine good. Me. No, he I Maybe on purpose, I feel like he, he gave you a little color. He or she gave you some color on the... Gave me a nice little tan. A little Photoshop, yeah. Turtle, Botcher's Turtle, which is perfect. Boyle is Johnny Drama, makes plenty of sense as well. And then Sean is basically sitting on Boyle's shoulder. Caserta appears as Wendy, like from Wendy's, serving breakfast. <laughs> There's Schwartz as Grimace, it appears. Victor Webinyama. I'd like to have a cheeseburger. 
and then there is the 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 information board, the the thumbtack board of all the possible people who could be DA show quotes. Uh, and I see it's a lot of people's Twitter pictures to a certain extent. And I can't when I zoom in, I lose uh, clarity. But I think I see Daniel Procopa. I think I see. Is that yeah, I don't know. Then, then there's a Michigan Wolverines ring. I don't know. This is perfect though. Yeah. And here's my entourage story. I think I've told this before. The house my dad grew up in was in Entourage. This season where they go back to Queens. Oh really? And they go back to like the house that Vince grew up in, and they have like a, a backyard party. Watching my at this point, my dad's. Mom had passed away for years. The house had been out of the family for years. I'm watching the episode, and all of a sudden, they're sitting in the backyard on one of those, like, I don't know what the technical term is, but those, like, slanted metal doors that would you like that would go over the top of, like, steps down into the basement of the cellar outside the house. And they're sitting on those things, eating pizza with their buddies, and I'm going, that looks really familiar. And then they start panning out. I'm like, that's my grandmother's backyard in Maspeth, Queens. And we came to find out that the people who bought the house from the people who bought the house from my family somehow, like, added it to, like, the list of possible, like, TV movie locations. And that was the first thing that that house got picked for was an episode of Entourage. Then it became the house... Jennifer Lopez had a show where she was a cop on, like, NBC. Her house was my grandmother's house. And Nurse Jackie, was that the show with, what's her name from Sopranos? Falco, yes. It was that show used that house, too. Wow. How I about that? she played a cop. It was, I think it was one season. I thought that was Heather Locklear. That, that happened, too. That's another oh. show. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm showing my age right now. But no, the Jennifer Lopez one was fairly recent. Yeah. Oh. And I think it was one season. I think it was on NBC. Yeah. I and her that. house is my grandmother's house. Mm-hmm. How about that? Well, I, I, how about you could put your, your house on a list? Yeah, and then Where I guess is that list. Can I? Can I? Can I do that? And then I guess once, I, once it's in the mix, it just stays in the mix. That's great. Yeah. So Jennifer Lopez was there, and uh, Jennifer Entourage. Lopez and Vince. What's his? I don't know what his. his I can't remember what his real life name is. But Adrian they were in something, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, they were Rainier, in my. Uh, Rainier. Rainier. They were in my. They were in my grandmother's house without me. Good times. That's something. Uh, let me sneak in a quick phone call here before we go to break, because why would we be on the time? Uh, Nebby in Pennsylvania is with us this morning on the DA show. Nebby, what's going on? Hey, there is one. There's there is one valid reason to put milk first in the bowl. Uh, if you say so, what is it? If somebody else used up pretty much all the milk, and you need to get the milk to cereal ratio right. All right, so Pour the milk in first. And then, you know, then put the cereal in. So, so, you know, so you're not all out of whack with it. Okay, now, Nebby, that's a very specific rationale, though. That's because you've been kind of painted into a corner, and you need to know, you don't want to have, not, if you need milk, I understand the point of you don't want to have too much cereal, not enough milk, I get that. But that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the daily, normal routine of making cereal. Cereal first, then milk is the only way to do it. Uh, when we come back, we'll get stunned to a news, I think, with the asset. Plus, uh, Steven Strasburg, stunning yesterday, reports breaking that the Nationals' righty is retiring. A career that was not, unfortunately, is all next on the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. 
Pete, <gasps> Pete is on one today. He has come back guns blazing yep. as if he never left, as if he had no break from the nonsense that walks around to your working, creating problems. I'd like to have a cheeseburger. <laughs> and as always, you know, the drops are not played by accident. As Pete now plays his standing bass to bring us back from break. From break. The tea has kicked in. <laughs> Petey Pockets in full effect next to Kevin Wall. I don't like cats. Greg Caserta's here in just a second with headlines. Matt Hamilton, FanDuel TV, makes his DA show debut about 15 minutes from now. I like time stuffing. For the eBay drive of the week with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You're the MVP because when you see that green check, you'll know that part fits your vehicle. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, Pete returned to give me this read and then the instructions of talk football. <laughs> so here's the drive of the week it's brought to you by eBay and Kenny Pickett. Uh, Pickett made two nice throws, one to Deontay Johnson early on a drive to uh, convert a third and five, and then a beautiful throw, even better catch from George Pickens to get the Steelers down near the end zone. I think Jalen Warren scored after that one. Either way, again, it's preseason. It wasn't the Falcons' best defense, but it was Pickett ripping them apart. Some beautiful throws to some talented wide receivers. The Steelers continue to make you think that they can make this a three-team race once again in the AFC North alongside the Bengals and the Ravens. That, again, is your eBay drive of the week. Barely produced by <laughs> Pete the Body Bilotti. Oh, leave me alone. I can't. You're here. I've spent four days leaving you alone. I got a lot to get off my chest. I didn't realize how many Schwartz drops we added to this inventory. It's been a busy week. He was only here two days. He was here Tuesday and Thursday. And we, we restocked the shelves. Again, you taught Botcher very well. You really <laughs> did. I mean, he was... The, I think maybe the worst thing I did was tell him that I'm an idiot and I need direction. I need to be reminded things. I'll forget to do reads. How do I do the <laughs> epic fail? I still think I was throwing him for a loop at the end of the show is not throwing to certain production. But telling him that it's okay to boss me around led to stares... He was like looking at his watch and tapping it, looking at me, doing your timeout <laughs> signal. Yes. He was starting to do, he went even further than you. He would give me a, in the intercom thing, he'd go, you got two minutes left here. Save <laughs> time for stunned. Now Maybe. you got a minute. He's, he Check is. something else in your ear, but no. He, he, he's locked in. He, you have molded him maybe too well. Maybe too Thank well. Thank you. Again, too well is not a compliment. Well, it's a compliment to me. Because one of the things that maybe you know about, and you've overlooked it, you're okay with it, or maybe it's this is new to you, but Botcher revealed this week that he's never made a bet legally because when he has tried to gain access to the betting apps, he gets denied an account because they say there's not enough proof of his identity. <laughs> oh, so, so, he's, <laughs> so he's not a, a real person, basically. Or he's got, a, like, he's got a driver's license. He has a social security number. He has a passport. He gets paid by us. He went to your school, your college. So some people have been okay with him. 
but and he's not a he's not a degenerate gambler. No, but you know, but FanDuel, DraftKings, whomever, instead of taking your money, go. We can't take your money, sir. We don't know if you're actually in existence. And Ryan's such a nice guy. If he went on those websites, he would give them twenty dollars. He wouldn't even do make a bet just for fun. Yes, just <laughs> take it. Hey. I just want to show my appreciation. Yeah. yeah. Here it is. I love the interface. The yeah. app's really built well. Thanks so much. Here's so supporting small businesses. Exactly. <laughs> LOL. So, again, is he you? Are you him? Are, is he AI, CGI? Well, you guys think we're the same person. It's on the. It's all on the table? Well, well, that, well you guys are going to have to figure that out. We are, because what else would we do? Okay. We've we've put out feelers already. Have fun with that. <laughs> we we are gonna have fun with our search. Well, that's gonna take yeah. forever, but you'll, you'll figure it out. <laughs> have fun with your botcher background. Oh yeah! All right, Matt Hamilton joins us ten minutes from now. Let's get headlines from the true asset. Uh, what? I'm sorry. Who? Uh, oh no, it's Greg Caserta. V- Victor <laughs> we- Webinyama. <laughs> Here's a shocker. A's owner John Fisher told ESPN yesterday that the team has submitted its application for relocation to the league, which puts them one step closer to a future in Las Vegas. Get him out. It's so exciting. It's a theme on the show. As a group, we are really excited for the people of Vegas to be getting a baseball stadium. It's time that they're rewarded. Uh, it's time we get the A's out of Oakland. I think as a, uh, to a man on this show, we are supportive of this move mm. in every possible way. But I do want to point out, maybe you read this as well, these comments from John Fisher are the first time that he has given a national interview since he took control of the team years and years and years ago. Did you also read that? Is that possible? I I did not see that when I was reading the one article I looked at, but I wouldn't be surprised by that given how he's run this entire thing into the ground. I would be surprised by the length of time. Let me pull back up. This is the ESPN.com story. And if you want to move on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fisher, in his first national interview since purchasing the A's in 2005. Wow. It's 2023. You can't own a professional team and not answer questions for 18 years. 18 years. They should move the team and then let, and they, they should force him to sell it. They should take the team from him. Yes, should. Yep. Back and, to you, Greg. I'm sorry. Anyway, guys, to our top story and a listen back to the final out of the 2019 World Series. As the Nationals are a strike away from franchise history and some World Series history, as Hudson tries to close it out, it'll be another 3 2 pitch. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 
everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. To Michael Brantley, Hudson sets the kick, and here it comes. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books! WFUV sports alum Mm -hmm. Charlie Slows with the call on the Nationals radio network. The MVP of that 2019 World Series was pitcher Steven Strasburg. It's just surreal, and... um, you know, to be able to do it with this this group of guys is just something special. You know, we didn't quit, and uh, I love every one of those guys. It took all of us to do it. From April Fool's Day 2013, then-Nationals manager Davey Johnson talked about Strasburg's seven shutout innings against the Marlins. That was opening day at Nationals Park. Especially a great game, low-pitch game. You know, any other day, any other open day, I'd have probably gone farther with him. But, uh, you know, with the adrenaline going on opening day, I know he's going to be a little spent. But uh, outstanding. Just a month later in 2013, SNY baseball analyst Bob Ojeda talked about the Nationals' handling of Strasburg. You can't go out and and compete with a lot on your mind. Certainly you can't compete knowing you got handcuffs on you. To me, when you single out a guy to treat him differently than his teammates, that's an awkward position to put him in. So he didn't compete. Both Davey Johnson and Bob Ojeda, members of the 1986 Mets World Series Mm -hmm. team. Strasburg, the first overall pick in 2009, was a Scott Boris client, much like Matt Harvey, who also retired this year. Strasburg had his rookie season in 2010 cut short by Tommy John surgery, which Harvey eventually had after the 2013 season. Oof, what a coincidence. Harvey, eight innings in Game 5 of the 2015 World Series. That was the Uh. punching game won by the Royals at Citi Field. He also started Game 1 of that World Series. Two World Series starts for Harvey, two no decisions. Strasburg, two World Series starts in 2019. Two wins over former Met Justin Verlander in Games 2 and 6, plus a World Series ring. He was also rotation mates for several years with former Met Max Scherzer. Strasburg just turned 35 last month. I'm sorry? Continue. Oh, okay. (laughs) Just, Just making sure you... I thought I heard no, something. I'm hearing it. Too. I thought I heard it too. Uh, Strasburg just turned 35 last month, announced his retirement yesterday as he struggles to come back from a bevy of injuries. <sighs> the Nationals rewarded him with a seven year, $245 million deal after that World Series, and he made just eight starts on that deal. He's had surgery for thoracic outlet syndrome, which Matt Harvey also had, as well as a nerve and blood disorder that involved removing a rib and two neck muscles. Finally, the three-time All-Star, 9-5, and five, with a 287 ERA and 21 career starts against the Mets, which included an 8-1 and one mark at City Field. 
Back to the present day, the Nationals and Mets currently have the same record at 59-69, and 69, oh my God. despite a $251 million difference in oh payroll. Oh, God, that's true. What are you voicing, a special on MLB Network? <laughs> no, this is called Us vs. Pete, and <laughs> it'll continue later in the show with Strasburg 2016 through 18. We will do that to begin oh. next hour here on the DA <laughs> Show. the Nationals. When we, when we come back, the latest on Joey Votto and Matt Hamilton of FanDuel TV on CBS. CBS Sports Radio. DA show here on CBS Sports Radio. Andrew Bogish in for DA. He's back on Monday. Still a lot to get to before we are done at 10 Eastern, but now we talk some NFL football. Happy to welcome this uh, gentleman to the mothership for the very first time. You might have gotten to know him on Good Morning Football NFL Network. He is now part of FanDuel TV up in Adams. He is Matt Hamilton, and here he is this morning on the DA show. Matt, it's Andrew, man. Great to have you. How are you? Andrew, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Dude, it's my pleasure. Um, I was People obviously don't see our DMs, but I was tiptoeing around what time to ask you to come on because I thought you were in California and didn't want to go past 6 a.m. your time, but you gleefully signed up for 5.50, I think, your time this morning. So I definitely appreciate that. I am actually still in New York. So oh, you are? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um... You know, when I moved over from Good Morning Football, I was able to stay in New York. I produce remotely, and when I go on the show, I have a little home office set up that Kay brings me in on. So, um, so yeah, so not too bad. For oh, me so right I was now. being nice for no reason. I should have just asked you where you lived <laughs> instead of assuming you were going to be getting up too early for us. Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> let me ask you about, it's so hard to figure out what is real and what's not in these preseason games, but the Steelers finished the preseason, their first string offense, five drives, five touchdowns. Something in that has to be real. Um, what, do you, what are your expectations this year for Pickett and Johnson and Pickens and those running backs? Yeah, and you definitely don't want to read too much into the preseason, but Pickett's looked so so sharp, uh, and you, it's the progression you'd expect to see from a rookie quarterback going into his second year, uh, and and having a guy like George Pickens, who really looks like a dominant wide receiver right now. Uh, every single time he's out there, every practice clip you see, he's doing incredible things. Um, so I, you know, again, while you don't want to overemphasize the preseason, I think this is legitimate, especially when you look back to the way this team finished last year. They were 7-2 and two over their last nine games coming out of that bye. And uh, I feel like they've been really overlooked throughout this offseason. They haven't gotten talked about a lot. Uh, I think a lot of that has to do with how strong that division is, which is going to be their biggest, biggest obstacle. But this is a Mike Tomlin coach team. Kenny Pickett looks like he put in a ton of work this offseason. You're right, the running backs have looked excellent as well uh, with what we've seen from, from Jalen Warren. Uh, I think we're going to see better things out of Najee Harris this year coming into the season healthy. Um, if you remember last year, he's coming in with a Liz Frank injury. So there's a lot of reasons to be excited about Pittsburgh. The only concern is the competition in that division. And I, at the moment, consider this a three-team division. Are you looping the Browns in two here, or are they not the Steelers, Ravens, and Bengals? I think the Browns uh, still have a lot to prove to enter that conversation, especially with uh, the way Deshaun Watson looked last year. He didn't look right at all. Um, And right now, it is crazy, though. Like When you look at the odds, when you look at the favorites of that division, the Steelers are last. A lot of people have the Browns ahead of the Steelers right now, which is crazy to me. But, um, but yeah, I think think it's the Ravens, the Bengals, and the Steelers. What's your uh, your preseason grade on Anthony, Anthony Richardson? 
it's interesting because we've seen so many exciting things about his game, but it's kind of what you expected, right? With yeah. what we saw at Florida, the splash plays, the athleticism, the talent really shines through, but there's a lot of sloppiness in between. You saw it last night. He, he you know, he, he made some incredible throws into some tight windows, uh, but overall on the day, you know, it wasn't the prettiest performance, 6 of 17, um, but there's so many things to like about his game. This is why I'm always a proponent. A proponent. I coach, I've coached quarterbacks. Um, I'm always a proponent of letting a quarterback sit and develop. I think you can learn, um, you know, you can learn and grow and develop a lot better when you're not having to worry about getting thrown out there every week. Um, I think he's a guy who would have benefited from being on the bench a little bit longer um, and, and cleaning up some of the things, working on the accuracy, uh, working on some of uh, his progressions. But uh, one of the biggest things from last night that stood out, you saw him check out of a couple blitzes and, and find the open receivers when, when Philly was sending the house, which for a young quarterback to do those type of things at this stage is really encouraging. It certainly would be helpful, too, to – be able to give the ball to Jonathan Taylor and take some of the heat yeah. off of him. <laughs> what roster is Jonathan on when we get to Tuesday night, Wednesday morning? I really think it's going to be Miami. I know there's been some reports that you know they're they're you know they've had some failed negotiations so far, but you know you heard that they reached out to the Raiders on Josh Jacobs. The Raiders aren't making Jacobs available. It seems like they really are kind of hell bent on bringing a star running back in there. I think when you look at Mike McDaniel, you know, coming from his mentor, Kyle Shanahan, a lot of people thought in that offense, you don't, re- you know, you can rotate running backs. We saw the Niners have a lot of success with a lot of different guys, whether it was Mostert, Eli Mitchell. Uh, but then you saw what the addition of a Christian McCaffrey could do for that team. They were 12-0 and with him as a starter until that NFC Championship game. I think McDaniel, you know, watched that very closely and, and saw, hey, if I could bring a star running back into this system with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell, this offense is going to be impossible to defend. So I think they're really going to push for it and get that deal done ultimately. This is Matt Hamilton, FanDuel TV, with us here on CBS Sports Radio on this Friday morning. I guess staying on the trade front for just a second. Obviously, price tag matters here, Matt, but I would trade for Trey Lance. Um, you know, the Vikings come to mind, the Rams come to mind as teams that don't know who their quarterback is after this season. Would you take the Trey Lance gamble? Absolutely, because the talent, you know, the athleticism, the talent is there. Uh, we know he's a very intelligent guy. There, you know, there are things he has to clean up as far as his football IQ is processing. You see some of the mistakes um, mentally, some of the hesitation mentally in this preseason. I think that's been the biggest mark against him. But there's so much upside there, and I don't think you're going to have to give up a ton to get him because if I'm the Niners – you look at their situation with their roster over the next couple of years before Bosa's even on the books, they're almost $13 million over the cap next season and getting rid of Trey Lance. It doesn't save them a ton of money, but it is 9 million over the next few years that comes off the books if they make a trade. So I think there's a lot of incentive for the Niners to end up offloading him. I think making him the number three quarterback makes it clear that they're probably going to try to do that no matter what John Lynch says. Um, but I think it makes a lot of sense for them to make the deal, and I think I, I think those two teams you mentioned are the two perfect fits. I don't know if they want to deal him to a division rival. I think right. that gets really sticky, but I think um, I think the Vikings would make a ton of sense, um, both for the Niners, for the Niners, for the Vikings, and for Trey, 
getting to go to his hometown team. Matt, I, I had the idea to get you on the show after I saw a clip of you and Kay talking about um, the Bucks' decision to start Baker Mayfield. And I love the metaphor you used between for choosing between Baker and Kyle Trask. And since then, I've forgotten the metaphor. Um, but feel free to walk me through why I feel like it's kind of just picking, you know, the lesser evil and going with Baker down in Tampa Bay right now. Yeah, I, I think the metaphor is the earthquake or the asteroid. There um, it is. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, I just think this Bucks, this Bucks situation is uh, is not ideal right now. I think this is a roster in the midst of transition. There's a lot of things going on. Obviously, there's still a lot of talent there. you got Godwin and Evans to throw to. Um, Devin White is still back in the fold for now. We'll see how that situation plays out. Uh, but yeah, I think it's, you go with, uh, you go with the, with the guy that, you know, um, you know, obviously we've seen Baker have some success in this league before it's been a little bit. Um, but I think, yeah, I think giving him the first crack at it is probably the right move in this situation. How do you see the South breaking? Because that's kind of the problem for Tampa Bay. Like there's an argument that they could win the division if Baker yeah. plays well, right? So how do you how do you stack those four teams in that division? Yeah, and I think it's that division is the biggest unknown. You have four, you know, all four quarterbacks are different from the week one starters going into last season. So there are a lot of changes there, a lot of moving pieces. But right now, I think given the overall strength of the roster and knowing that Derek Carr is a solid quarterback, you have to make the Saints the favorites there. Um, but I think, I think it's a two team race. If I look at this right now, I think it's between the saints and I think it's the Falcons. Uh, a lot is going to be dependent on Desmond Ritter and how he develops from year one to year two. I like some of the things we've seen from him in the preseason, but I don't think Arthur Smith truly gets enough credit for how much of an offensive genius he is. And I think if Ritter is just solid with the freakish athletes they have on that offense, this thing is going to be really fun to watch. Remember, he got the Titans to an AFC championship game with Ryan Tannehill uh, when he had a star running back, star receiver, and A.J. Brown. Um, I think what he's crafting with Bijan and Drake London and Kyle Pitts, obviously there's still a lot that those guys have to prove too, but we know the athleticism is off the charts. And they've made a lot of improvements to that defense that struggled a lot last year, bringing guys like Jesse Bates and Calais Campbell, getting veterans in that room that have a track record of success. So while I think the Saints are the favorites right now, I think the Falcons are really going to push them, and I wouldn't be surprised if they win that division. Matt, this was super fun, man. Thanks for for being up a little later than I thought you were going to be for us. I appreciate (laughs) it, and hopefully we can talk to you again during the season for sure. That'd be great. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, man. Our pleasure. That's Matt Hamilton, FanDuel TV. Uh, You can see his work, hear his work, watch his work. Most days up in Adams, um, that show, I I think Eastern 11 Eastern time here for us on FanDuel TV, but I've been a big fan of Matt's work um, since he was part of the good morning football family uh, and happy to have him on the show here this morning. Had could have gotten to a bunch more stuff with him, but we're out of time and Pete's here. So we got to be on time. You know how that works, uh, but we've got time to quickly remind you that the target demo Friday meme is out. It is uh, entourage. The hard hat guy edition, courtesy of DA show quotes, Go find it at CBS Sports Radio. Tell us how you're listening, where you're listening, and what you think Pete should know that he missed while he had his rap, his five-day wraparound weekend from last Friday through yesterday. Uh, you've got me as Vince. You've got... Uh, I keep laughing. Botcher as Turtle keeps getting my attention because I, except for the crazy shorts, 
I think Botcher would show up in a Julius Randle jersey. He had a Jason Kidd t-shirt jersey on yesterday, but he's Turtle, Walls E, Boyle's Johnny Drama, there's a Schwartz, there's some Caserta, there's a Morash in there as well, and then there's the board of all the possible identi- IDs, identif- identities, identities, let's go to sleep, of who DA Show Quotes actually is. And I don't even know if the actual person's on that board. They could all be misdirection. I know it's not Robin the 321. We know it's not. I don't think it's Dixie Landan. I'm still leaning towards somebody in the, the Midwest time zone. Definitely. Now, going back to Botcher, he picked up the scent of this, did his own research. He has determined that whomever is doing the account, whoever is transcribing the show, something about their day changes in our last hour. That the the quantity and the quickness of the transcribing drops in hour number four, which is now upon us. The last tweet was 30 minutes ago. So whether they have to get to work in this window, they have to take kids to school in this window, something about their day slows down the production in the final hour, which is here. It's next. It's the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. I mean, just imagine hearing that every morning. (laughs) Another Pete drop. DA line, maybe something funny in an update, and your morning is enhanced by Dan's giggle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> A little more than a half hour left on this Friday morning, Bogush. <laughs> in for DA. Pete, the body's back. Kevin Wall's been here all week. The asset's somewhere to be found. He and Billy are doing their own show out in the newsroom, it feels like. Everyone's trying out. Yeah, I mean, the asset's got open door policy to sit in here, but I, he, I just go out there and he's just giggling with Billy Jacques alone. And I get, I get giggling with Billy. I would, cho- I'd choose that as well. But I'm a tiny bit insulted, a little bit. I am. I'm very insulted, as you always are. Is that a soliloquy about Steven Strasburg? When are you not insulted? When was the last time that you were not bothered by something? Uh, when Birth? I was getting the compliment. Oh. Uh, earlier today. From... Uh, that I could be Paul Heyman uh, to, oh, uh, right. to the asset. So that, like, 30-second window was a break from your normal... That was, yes, okay. it was. All right. Went to the zoo yesterday. That was... A, that was I had no, no problems there. That's not what you told me. You told me getting there was a pain in the butt. Well, yeah. I mean, the U.S. Open. Ugh. But other than that, it, it was great. Ooh, I get to put tennis scores and updates next week. Oh, yes. All right. And you have another tennis guy here. That's right. Because Boyle is in next week. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Now, when we get to next week, either Monday or Tuesday, much like Jonathan Taylor in Indianapolis, I would think Tuesday's roster cutdown, where teams go all the way from their full training camp roster down to their regular season roster by Tuesday afternoon, and the Colts want Jonathan Taylor done by then, some resolution. I would think the Niners, back of their mind, have the same deadline, but not as hard, I think, as Taylor's is with Trey Lance. And just a couple of extra things, discuss with Matt Hamilton to close out the last hour, but I feel very strongly that Trey Lance is a good gamble. It's hard now to, you can't get too carried away with what Trey Lance can be in the NFL. 
after hearing that Steve Young clip that Caserta had played earlier, where Steve was you know, telling us things out of Niners camp that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are not going to tell you, that Trey seems to have struggled to win over the confidence of his teammates, which then hurts his confidence. Trey was pretty beaten up, apparently, by losing the backup job. They t- Tuesday, the timeline's not great here by the Niners. Tuesday, Kyle Shanahan press conference says, we don't know what's going on now with the backup spots. It's definitely feasible that QB 2 and 3 kind of switch during the season. I don't know if he meant just based on their performance in practice, if it made if it somehow made sense per opponent, but it was going to be a fluid situation. And there was apparently no real separation between Sam Darnold and Trey Lance. And then Wednesday, Trey Lance walks in and they go, hey, you're QB3. And he's probably rightfully heartbroken. And they let him go home for the day. He wasn't at practice Wednesday. He got the rest of the day off to process. And then yesterday, John Lynch says he handled it great and he's a champ and whatever. He was obviously you know, disappointed and why wouldn't he be? But in general, he handled it well. And they're going to, Trey Lance is going to play tonight. All of them are going to play. Purdy's going to start. Then we'll see Darnold and Trey Lance plays. I'm assuming to finish the game, although I, I guess Brandon Allen could play in that preseason game tonight against the Chargers. But Trey's going to go out there auditioning for other people, something he shouldn't play, that he should say, nah, I'm good. I'm not going to get hurt in this game, which means nothing for you. And I'm not going to change minds by throwing for anything against third-string defenders. So it's over for him in San Francisco. And clearly, the inability to put his, to beat Sam Darnold for the backup spot, and if Steve Young's critique is correct in that he struggled to kind of win hearts and minds almost as the backup guy, you have to... You can't get too carried away with what Trey Lance might be now. But you have to remember that he's 23 years old. He only had one full college football season, and it was a long time ago because they played one year. Then he played a, you know, a short season or one. I'm trying to remember how many games did they play. Like three, maybe? Did they did they show off him? Like so, it he's still a baby when it comes to knowing the ins and of the position, which is one of the reasons why people didn't necessarily know where to take him in the draft. And those who held the lack of experience against him obviously had him further down boards and projections and mock drafts. But the Niners take him at number three, and he gives them eight starts or eight games, four starts, two wins, five touchdown passes, a finger injury that we didn't know about, the major leg injury from a year ago, and they couldn't wait to get Brock Purdy healthy and back out there. And now they can say it's likely to keep him, but why would they keep him? He's A- Odds are he's not going to play. B, he makes $9 million. That's a lot for your backup quarterback. It's definitely a lot for your third quarterback. And as Matt Hamilton told you, they've got some cap issues. So any money they can get off that cap is helpful. Here's a solution to do it. So what John Lynch said yesterday, that it's most likely he stays, that's John Lynch calling other GMs and going, hey, you haven't given me enough good, good, good offers yet. I'm still listening. We've got told Monday or Tuesday. I guess maybe into the season to a certain extent. I'm listening. you got to be better with what you say. You can't get carried away here. I think a fourth-round pick is the absolute max for him at this point. And I'd pay that. And we've thrown some team names around, but it doesn't matter. Whatever the situation is, if you don't know who your guy is after this year, 
I'll give you a fourth round pick and see what I got. No expectations of him playing this year. This is about learning. This is about getting your confidence back. This is about me seeing how you can fit in. If you have to play because of injuries, I guess that's a bonus. But otherwise, this is kind of like another redshirt year. And maybe next year we we take off. He's he's done in San Francisco, but he's not done done. The book is not closed, and I'll ask the next question of Trey Lance. And if it doesn't work out, who cares? I paid a fourth-round pick for him. No big deal. Someone's going to do it, I think, by Tuesday. Maybe it's the Vikings. Maybe it's the Rams. Maybe it's the Bucks. I know the Rams keep coming up, and it keeps coming up, too, that they play in the same division as the Niners. And I understand the immediate pushback on that. But the Niners are picking Brock Purdy over Trey Lance. They don't think that Trey Lance makes them better. So take them, Seattle. We can beat them. We think we got a better guy. No sweat. And if the and, and if that happens to be the best offer, then absolutely take it. The asset has entered the room. He has ended his current chat with Billy Jacalome. <laughs> and I said while you were out there, I um tiny bit. Uh oh. I feel you sitting out there talking to Billy. I feel it. It's not a great feeling. What do you mean? I love Billy, but you could have you could have stayed with us longer. But I keep going out there, and you guys are you, got, you know giggling, sitting close, and look mm-hmm. at this. Here's this video. You remember that? And let's go <laughs> get breakfast. What's for lunch? And I got to look at Pete for three <laughs> and a half hours. Sorry, dude. <laughs> yeah, very sorry. Do you have more on Steven Strasburg in this update? No, nah, I'm done with him. That's it. No, nah, it was overkill. I don't know. But I I don't really like hammering certain things into the ground. I don't like uh, what is it? Belaboring is that a word? Yeah, belaboring Beating a point. dead horse. Yeah, I don't like doing that, and that's not something that we do on this show. Nope. So I'm going to refrain from any Mets references. Steven Strasburg, Kyam hot dogs. What were those old hot dogs at Cons. 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 Yeah. Con. Con. Yeah. Cons. Yes. I always forget that. Um, I never saw a baseball game at Chase Stadium. Are you serious? I saw, because, yeah, I was a Yankee fan growing up. Oh, right. So the one thing I did see at Chase Stadium was a Springsteen concert. Okay. It's the only event I ever saw at Shea. What a wonderful place. It really was. I had a good time that night. What year was that? Oh, boy. I got to think. I was in, was I in high school? And now I have to think if I ever saw a non-Mets game event at Chase Stadium. Oh, five? Oh, six. I don't. Pete shaking his head. No, I don't no. think I have. No, I didn't go to any of. There were concerts there as they were closing, right? Billy Joel. Yeah, I didn't do that. I didn't do any of that. I don't think I ever saw anything. I was. I've been there like for a baseball camp thing in the building without the Mets playing, but I was never there for a non-Mets thing. Now I've seen concerts at City Field, and I've seen. A football game at Yankee Stadium, but no, Shea was always only, Mets only for me. Now, now at the at Giant Stadium, I never saw a football game there. Okay, I only okay. saw Bon Jovi and wrestling. No, and a, and a and a um, I was at a marching band festival for my for my high school. That's riveting. Have we explored that enough? What did you do in the marching band? I played the timpanies. I don't know what that is. In the pit, the the drum pit. Yep. Okay. You're part of the drum line. The auxiliary instruments. All right. 
But you had like the whole uniform, the high hat. Everything One like year. One year I did the drums, I wore the bass drum. Okay. And then the next year I was in the pit where everything was stable. Oh, so you didn't march. I didn't march. I gotcha. Yes. I gotcha. I was in band for one year in school. It was right after we moved to where I grew up. So that was going into fifth grade. I spent one year, and I don't know why nobody changed my mind on this. My parents, who did a pretty good job raising me, really screwed this one up. I played the clarinet for one year which might be the most pointless instrument you could pick up as a kid. <laughs> like, even the other day I was thinking about this, like, Bogus and I love Dave Matthews' band. Do you? Could you name a violinist outside of Boyd Tinsley, the violinist from Dave Matthews' band? Um, I, th no, but isn't there a... Yo-Yo Ma? No, 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 like, isn't there a female... Does the, the lady in... Exactly. They had, they had to change their name because it was a vet, like 10 years after the fact, they realized it was like a copyright infringement. Lady Antebellum, doesn't she play something when she sings? Yeah, they just became Antebellum. Right. No, they're now they're Lady A. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, so to answer your question, no. Yeah. That's all, and Boy hasn't played the violin for the band in how long? How many years? It's 10? We're in that it's area. Like been 10 years? You know, the only violinists, violinists I know are the ones in the Drops of Jupiter song in the music video. I don't even know what that is. For Train. The band Train. Oh. They have a violin part, and it's in prominently in their music video. But it's all these vagaries. Like, we can't name a person directly exactly. by name between the three of us. No. Mm -hmm. And Wall, because Bon Jovi never had a violin part in any of their songs. <laughs> yeah. I think Bad Medicine had it. All right, here's one. Susie Tyrell plays violin in the E Street Band. So it's two local references, pretty yeah. much. That's it. You know, I had a stint with the tuba when I was seven, oh and then I realized <laughs> then I had I an affair with the tuba when I was seven. Stint. You can't get any girls when <laughs> when you're playing the tuba. So I tried the guitar, and the first time I played the guitar, I broke all the strings. Yeah, that's when my music career stopped. You get Very heavy-handed. No, you can't. That's why I'm still struggling. You broke five guitar strings, six guitar strings, with a seven-year-old baby hand. I was about like eight at the time, but yeah. So, you know, you talked this week, Kevin, about how you get hurt often, and <laughs> often it's like before you come in. This week you hurt your toe, you broke your nose one time. Oh, that was a mess. It's like you don't know your own strength or something. Like you're just walking around like a bull in a china shop, you're just breaking stuff. Yeah, I was I was limping on when or what was it, Wednesday or Tuesday? Who breaks guitars? Kevin. Kevin does. And, Kevin I threw it, and I threw it right down the basement stairs, and I never touched it again. Pete Townsend and Kevin. I tried to learn how to, how to play the guitar in high school to impress a girl, and it, none of it went well, the guitar or the girl. I didn't. Well, welcome to my world, Bogus. Yeah. I didn't, nothing broke, though, just my, just my pride, not the actual guitar. <laughs> I broke my pride in, in my guitar and my nose. Um, all right, I've got to read more than five Target Demo Fridays, so I need a lot of time for that. Mm. So it's headlines. Here's the asset. So we love talking about conference realignment since that's been a bigger story in college football than the season rapidly approaching. The Mountain West and American Athletic Conference are licking their chops as the Pac-12 drifts off into the Pacific Ocean. The two commissioners of those conferences are set to deliver expansion presentations in the coming days to officials from Washington State and Oregon State. Here's the pitch. Do you like money? That sounds like a norm bit. Yeah, they say uh, money doesn't buy happiness, you know. <laughs> but uh, the last time I went to one of those uh, happiness stores, 
They only took one form of payment, money. <laughs> NBA, you talked about Giannis before. Here are the first public comments from Damian Lillard and a sit-down with Mark J. Spears. It's well documented that there have been a trade request. Um, is to the Miami Heat. Is there anything that you could say about the trade request? I can say that there, there was, and I would just prefer not to speak on the Trailblazers. Now, I have been super critical of all the trade demands from NBA superstars in particular, but here's a sentiment where I actually agree with Dame. I've always said that I'm loyal to who I am, and I'm going to do what I feel like is the right thing to do. This is the vision I have for myself. This is what I see being fit for me at this at this moment. I'm going to ride that until the wheels fall off. But, you know, anything that I'm a part of, it all has to, to be connected. That's what I'm loyal to. And that I can get behind. At okay. least he gives an honest answer. Like, listen, this is what I feel is the right thing to do. He's not giving some bogus answer of, well, you know, I love my teammates. I love the city. I love the organization. He's He's not fluffing it. You know, like I give him credit for that. At least he's giving an honest, forthright answer about it. And he was there for 17 years. Like he tried. He gave them ample time. Has it been that long? No, but it's close. It's like 11 or 12. Yeah. He's not young. He's, I, I guess he's doing it right. I think he should have done it years ago when mm-hmm. he had even more time to go somewhere else and win. But here we are. And he's the only problem is if he's, they're still clinging to, I've got to be a heat or nothing else. I don't know when he gets his way. Is that all the time we have for the update? No, you've got plenty of time. I got a little bit more? Got, okay. Yeah, you got so nothing comi- two or three minutes, according to Ryan Botcher. <laughs> Maybe two. <laughs> nothing comical here. Just last night in baseball, the Reds and Diamondbacks were scoreless until the bottom of the seventh. A short time later, Corbin Carroll came up with the D-backs trailing 2-1 in the eighth. Big pitch coming up here on 2-2 two and two to Corbin Carroll. It's on the way. And a fly ball to right. Hit it pretty well. Bang of the warning track at the wall. It's gone. Carroll did it. A two-run shot. And he's given the Diamondbacks a lead three to two. (laughs) And that was the final. You heard it on Diamondbacks radio with a uh, a sprinkling of John getting smacked in the head with a foul ball. That's not John. That was a fan in the crowd. Did, Did you, by the way, Pete, did you miss this? This almost happened again. That Justin yes. Turner last week had another foul ball into John's booth at can, Yankee Stadium? Can they close the windows? Maybe they should close no. the windows in the press box? No, you can't. The, the elderly need fresh air. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? Just got to keep them cold. I got nothing to say to that. <laughs> yeah, it's good. They need to get out and move around. It's good for them. <laughs> it's good for you, Puff. <laughs> I saw my grandson the other day. He doesn't come see me anymore at Shady Acres. Well, I heard Susan that saying the that. pitch. You know, Justin Turner has this affinity for sending foul balls back this way. The one-two. Ow! <laughs> oh, this is so boring, John. I heard that the other day. <laughs> it's honestly the most honest thing to come out of that booth in 15 years. Who She's got not fired wrong. for that job? <laughs> What's that? Who got fired for that? And are you interviewing for that position? Some someone lower end person got fired. So somebody here working the board? Probably. <laughs> And Matt Shortis, who used to be our broadcast engineer. <laughs> we, all, we all know Matt, too. <laughs> Great guy. Great guy. I've never met him. I just I hear the name all the time. Yeah, he's a good dude. So that's five straight uh, wins for the Diamondbacks. 
You heard the call on Diamondbacks Radio. Believe it or not, Corbin Carroll's game-winning two-run shot in the eighth, his first home run in 27 days. I'm never going out there, you know, necessarily looking to hit home runs. I think they're more something that happened, um, you know, when my process is going good, going well. Um, but, yeah, I, I can't lie. I was thinking about hitting one. It's been a little while. Five straight wins for the Diamondbacks. They get are it, Valley Sports West. <laughs> they, are, <laughs> they are half a game up on both the Reds and the Giants for that third NLY. Surprised they can still, <laughs> still play music on Valley Sports. <laughs> That's right. Steve Berthume rocking out in the booth. <laughs> Surprised they have microphones with Valley Sports. <laughs> him, and, him and Brendley hosting Headbangers Ball. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Diamondbacks Baseball. We'll see you for the post game. That's right. <laughs> Just watch this game without any Snap sounds. sounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a deep industry joke. Yeah. That's very deep. Valley Sports is broke, folks. <laughs> well, at least we believe. All right. I think we should go to break. And then the challenge actually happens. Can I read five? Can I leave enough time for five Target Demo Friday reads? Put in the face of Kyle in Arizona right after this on the DA show. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic fail. The epic fail is a montage. The best or worst of Schwartz this week. Extra happy to see you this morning. Very happy to be here. While you're Wasn't he- so happy with those soccer calls, but okay. Do you want to start Trash Tuesday now? No, I probably have something else for later. I just... Okay. Didn't care for them. <laughs> the Metro cards are all messed up now because now, like, if you like, you, you get down towards the bottom of, of your Metro card, you could wind up with, you know, eighty cents. Right now, what are you going to do with the eighty cents on your Metro card? It's because, always going to be there. Like, can, can you add a funky number to round it up to what you need? I think you're an idiot. I feel like I'm app. never going to get that eighty cents back. <laughs> Oh, man. I am trashing two employees at the deli near my house. Um, <laughs> they have a, a large Asian chicken salad, and I wanted the smaller one. And they didn't have any of the smaller ones out. So I asked the first person at the desk, can I please get a smaller Asian? No, you can't do that. I'll piss. So the manager <laughs> hears this argument going on and comes out and said, what's the problem? I'm like, I want an Asian chicken salad, but I don't want the big one. I want the smaller one. Ho, ho, ho. Sports Giants. How lazy could you be? Like, was, you didn't you didn't want to just, like, go put a salad together for me? You keep finding these problems. I'll be honest with you. I kind of have a fear of fish. Okay. So I would be terrified. So you hate fish. Botcher hates snakes. So I don't like cats. Am I missing something here? No. In fact, you hit on three things. Ryan Botcher just won his first unofficial parlay. Yeah. Woo! He had the three-legged Schwartz update parlay. <laughs> it's not funny. Here's the thing. This is something that people in their early 20s are high school kids. We got two grown 50-year-old men arguing about this. And yes, the other person in the conversation is Schwartz. Oh, yeah. Epic fail, you loser. That is why you fail. Epic fail. He was only here two days this week, Tuesday and Thursday, and all of that happened. He is a content machine. Now it's Target Demo Friday. The meme was us as the entourage crew, all different clues from this week. We asked you, as always, where you're listening, how you're listening, and what did Pete miss while he was gone? 
at Sauna Life 21, listening from Titletown, USA, in the land of cheese on the Odyssey app. Pete, aliens are real. Cheese is not yellow. Kristen shot JR. Finkel is Einhorn. You were gone a long time, buddy. It's the Billy Jack Show. One. Carla with a K. Good morning, guys. Listening in Idaho on KTIK 95.3 FM. This is a great meme. Thanks, DA on CBS Quotes. Pete just missed out all these things. Hawks, snakes, guys hiding out, the asset almost coming in when he wasn't scheduled. Glad you're back, Pete the Body. Yet the guys did a fine job this week. Hashtag Target Demo. Man boobs. Two. Jeffrey Branch checking in from Philly via Odyssey as the first week of my two-week vacation winds down. Yo, Pete the Body. What's your stance on players' names on the back of Yankees jerseys? Three, I'd like to have a cheeseburger. Jeremy Coster writes, listening and scorching, Fayetteville, Arizona on 92-1. The ticket, Pete the Body missed a lot of sports this week. Hashtag zap zap, hashtag target demo. I don't like cats. Four. Four. Eli, listening from below Carlisle, PA, Always love the antics. Got to give props to Bogues for holding down the fort. Keep up the good work, guys. Hashtag Target Demo Friday DA. Anybody else out there wear a sports bra? Five. My favorite currently, Sean Ironman 90. Good morning to the crew. Listening on the Odyssey app, doing my Rocky Walk in the mild, humid morning of South Carolina. Pete the Body didn't miss anything. He had his clone in all week. And hey, what's up, asset? Greg Caserta at Andrew Bogish. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, 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 sweet child of my eye. I hate that Six. one so much. Mm, mm. Steven and SC listening in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina on CBS Sports Radio. I've got a stat line for Pete the Body. Maybe a Pete versus Did You Know the Braves are 10 and 3 against the Mets this season. I'm the cream of the crop. Now, yeah. I'm talking to you, Jack Tunney. Actual man Randy Savage was done a disservice at WrestleMania 3. Seven. Multiple follow-ups to that tweet, by the way. And seven. Kyle said we couldn't do five. We did seven. I had more lined up, but we got to go home because in about seven seconds, you're going to hear the goodbye music. The asset is eating. I will be napping in roughly 90 minutes. Pete will be angry at something different. Probably timesheets. Traffic. Traffic in 90 minutes. Kevin Wall's got a Bon Jovi cover band to perform with tonight. (laughs) It's a big weekend. Thanks to everybody who's here today and has been here all week, getting us through another week without DA. He's back on Monday. Cap's back on Monday. The stream's back on Monday. Thanks to Matt Hamilton for joining us today. For Pete, for Kevin, for The Asset, for Billy, for everybody, I'm Bogus. Have a great weekend. The Mothership disconnects. Giannis Atacumbo. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.